Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I'm going to take a little sidebar here. I'm going to chase something a little different today. Uh, at the time of our gathering together in this particular podcast, this is episode number 266, it's actually October the 31st, and the year is 2017. I realize that most people will be uh, listening to this at some, some point hereafter, <clears throat> but uh, it's, this is a significant date, and so I just want to mention that. Then I'm going to talk about what the world does and what the church normally does with this particular date. If you say October the 31st, people automatically go Halloween, right? They're thinking along those lines. But actually, 500 years ago today, on October the 31st, 1517, a uh, lawyer-turned-priest had finally seen through some things and realized that what he had been told and what he was being taught within the church was incorrect. And he'd read the Scriptures and saw that it is by grace that you are saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. And that priest was quite uh, uh, an interesting character, to say the least. So... He had written down some things that were just really bothering him, and he sort of compiled them together, and the thing that eventually was referred to as the 95 Theses, <laughs> 95 thoughts, 95 ideas, 95, let's say, just suggestions, whatever. And he nailed them to the church building's door at Wittenberg, Germany. And, of course, this was Martin Luther who did this. I'm just sort of enamored with the idea of reflecting on that that was 500 years ago. And people say, well, that's, that started the Protestant Reformation. Well, uh, perhaps, but not really. The Lord was moving in the heart of many already in revealing these truths. Uh, but it was a seminal moment. It was a, a moment in time when a gauntlet was thrown down, and it did change things, okay, substantially. And so uh, many portions of the body of Christ will celebrate Reformation Sunday. That's what they're talking about, That what occurred on that day. Um, sadly... Most portions of the body of Christ uh, don't remember and reflect and, and consider the great cloud of witnesses that went before us. Uh, what we seek to do is we rather seek to try to sanitize a pagan satanic holiday. Now, I'm not going to get into fight and get in debate over people. I mean, I've been down that road with folks. Who, so, no, uh, Halloween is actually based on All Hallows' Eve. I understand that. I know what the church did when they moved it from spring to the fall. I know what the church has done in trying to sanitize all the holidays, which is the reason I'm not a real big holiday guy. You know, Christmas was just an attempt to uh, sanitize uh, Saturnalia, I think was the holiday. Uh, Easter is the same way, okay? Was, uh, Easter is actually a pagan fertility holiday. Why in the world do you think we have uh, eggs and rabbits involved with Easter? You know, it has to do with new life and fertility. And so all that's absolutely true. Uh, I think that we would do quite well to, to celebrate the Feast of Israel, what you see in the Scripture, but not to do so from the point of view of uh you must do this in this way. No, no, the scripture actually tells us that, you know, each person, uh, one person thinks one day is more important than another day, and another one thinks that all days are the same. Let each one determine in his own mind, in his own heart. So, uh, but what we do is we come along and we take a, an overt pagan satanic holiday, demonic holiday like Halloween, which is sort of funny to call it a holiday because it's a holy day, but it is a holy day in the satanic church. People say, well, no, that's not really true. Yes, it's really true. But let me just read you a bunch of scripture passages. There's many, many, many I could have gone to. 
But here's what the principle is. The principle is we're just simply not to have anything to do with darkness. I mean, even I've got a, a grandchild right now that says, he's just trying to figure out why I don't like this. And I explained it to him. I said, I just don't like uh, uh, celebrating darkness. I don't like exalting darkness. Well, it's not really real. I said, well, it is really real. It is real. Uh, what sort of breaks my heart is, and we as the church need to do a much better job at this, however this may be. We need to tap in to that thing, particularly within young people, particularly with young boys, where they want to be the superhero, which I think is something that God plants there, to be who God has called them to be, okay? To be that, uh, that super person. But it's gotten perverted in the way that the world has painted all that, okay? So just listen to this. In Ephesians 5.11, it tells us to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Okay, we're not supposed to go around, you know, saying, oh, well, this is really sort of all right. But, you know, uh, well, yeah, I know he, he's dressed up like a little demon. But, you know, there's demons in the Bible. Well, there's true. <laughs> I remember I was on a church staff once. And they were really struggling with this because we had a huge school. And what do you do on this big dress up day Halloween? Well, they said, well, we're going to tell all the kids that uh, you can come, but you have to come as a biblical character. And there's like 25 people in this meeting. I'm just sitting. I'm young. I, I have nothing to do with this. I'm just a music guy, you know. And finally, I guess something. Nobody said anything, and I went, "Uh, really? Y'all want to think that through a little bit? What if somebody wants to show up like uh, Isaiah in the twentieth chapter of Isaiah, where he walked around three years with no clothes on? What if somebody wants to dress up, and say, oh, 'Oh, I'm Jezebel. Oh, <laughs> or I'm Adam, I'm Adam. I'm Eve.' You know, I know some high school kids that would try to pull that off. You know." No, we're not to have anything to do with these unfruitful works of darkness. We're to expose them. Ephesians 4.27 tells us to give no opportunity to the devil. 1 Corinthians 10.21 says, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. We've just seen recently in these times together over in 1 Peter 5, it said to be sober-minded. Remember that? To be serious, to be watchful. Why? Because the ad your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, and he's seeking someone to devour. When you go to the Old Testament, there's all sorts of things that are talked about. Leviticus 19 says, Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Don't seek them out, and, and thereby making yourself unclean. I am the Lord your God. He told him in Deuteronomy 18, when you enter into the land, don't have anything to do with these abominable practices of these nations. You know, they offer their sons and daughters as offering. They get involved with divination and fortune telling, interpreting of uh, omens and sorceries and charmers and mediums. He says, have nothing to do with this thing. And remember what Proverbs 22, 6 says, if you train up a child in the way he should go, even when he's old, he will not depart from it. That's the reason I keep sort of imparting these things and saying these things into the children's lives. You know, not to cause any trouble or anything like that, but to realize, no, this is serious stuff. We are in a battle. I mean, what it says in Ephesians, our battle is not against flesh and blood. But in Ephesians in the fifth chapter, just before that, he says, you need to be children, your children of light. So walk as the children of light. Okay, we should have nothing to do with the darkness. And as it said, rather, we are to expose that darkness. Uh, uh, Third John says this in the uh, verse 11. Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. So, you know, we're not to, to imitate evil in any way. We're not to have anything to do with the works of the flesh. Remember Galatians 5 talks about all the works of the flesh. Don't have anything to do with that. Uh, you know, it's all probably summed up. 
in uh, one of my favorite passages, Romans chapter 12. Here's what we're really supposed to do. Chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Paul said this, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. In verse 2, and he says, do not be conformed to this world. The Greek word right there for conform is the idea of the masquerade. Do not put on the mask of the world. Do not put on the masquerade of the world. Do not masquerade as the world, but be transformed. And the Greek word for transform there is metamorpho. Yes, that's where we get the word metamorphosis, where you go from that little worm kind of thing to a beautiful butterfly. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't conform to this world. So, uh, you know, in love, in compassion, in mercy, in grace, continue to speak forth the truth. Uh, don't heap condemnation, you know. You don't heap condemnation on a little five-year-old that appears at your door is dressed as a bumblebee or something like that. No, you don't do that. We, we need to speak into the creative. We need to do this kind of stuff, but we don't need to be conformed to the world. And we need to allow our minds to be transformed and renewed by the power of the Most High God. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.